Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Well, it's not Josh Dorman. I am Brian Eubanks sitting in for my good friend Josh Dorman for Upon Further Review right here on 106.3. We're in the Garner Dental Group studios. And, of course, you can get involved with the caller line brought to you in part by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. That's www.bcbsms.com. And that number to call is 601-366-1180, 601-366-1180. And uh, hanging out with my good friend Bill Wilson. We are just delighted to be back on the airwaves after last Monday, of course. Uh, got a little bit sidetracked with some MSU baseball, but what a thrilling Finish that was sending the Bulldogs, excuse me, the Oma Dogs to uh, Omaha. Got to get that proper and correct. And those guys, uh, a thrilling game last night to get it started for uh, Mississippi State and Chris Limonis to uh, advance to the winner's bracket. Always the hard part winning that first game because you go into the loser's bracket, it's really difficult to fight your way out of there and get to the championship series, which is, of course, the best two out of three in Omaha. Already had one team eliminated this afternoon. That, of course, was Arizona. Arizona has been taken down by Stanford. And then uh, one more team will be eliminated tomorrow as the two losers, Texas and Tennessee, the two and three seeds, will be playing tomorrow. Uh, of course, tonight you've got Vandy going at it again and uh, seeing if those guys can uh, can advance as well and, and earn that extra moment of rest. And that's what it's all about this time of year, trying to line up your pitching for the College World Series. So it is a uh, it's it, it's a Monday and, and does it feel like a Monday probably to a number of you after uh, after the weekend that was in the world of sports and this is look folks I'm just going to go ahead and tell you it's been uh, I was trying to Bill and I were trying to figure it out how long it's been since I've actually been on the airwaves on a radio station uh, doing uh, a sports talk show it's been a long time uh, I hung I hung out with Chris Brooks uh, on the gridiron for a while probably about a year after I hung it up uh, on. Uh, the the old uh, gosh, what frequency did I land on and end on? I can't remember now. Um, but uh, Chris and I hung out for a while doing the Gridiron Show, and uh, he he graciously allowed me into the studios there for a year, and then realized it wasn't going to be too much longer when I had to get out. And it was around the 2017, 2000, I think it was 2017, somewhere in there, uh, when I finally uh, called it quits and uh, went uh, went into full time work with uh, Jackson Academy, and have been having fun doing that, obviously, but. Uh, just grateful for the opportunity from Josh, and uh, I'll try not to steer this thing too quickly into the ditch. Well, it's like he says, riding a bicycle. It's like riding a bicycle. You know, you don't ever forget. Yeah, unfortunately, if you don't have those <laughs> training wheels. Uh, yeah, good, right. good thing is I do. It's Bill. Bill is here with my, <laughs> my training wheels today. Uh, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 20-plus dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi, and complimentary whitening is available for new hygiene patients. Just visit LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com or you can call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro area locations or others across the state. Most insurance, Medicare, and Care Credit, which is fantastic, by the way. I've used Care Credit multiple times with some dental issues I've had in the past. Uh, that's accepted, so get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. Again, that's LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com. So it is, uh, it's a Monday, and so here's what kind of some of the things we uh, want to get you guys uh, and gals' opinions on, and that would be the U.S. Open that took place over the weekend. John Rahm, COVID could not stop him this time, uh, as he was, uh, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, 
taken off the course uh, when he was leading. I think it was by six strokes, if I remember right. Six strokes, yeah. And uh, horrible. They, oh, just a terrible <laughs> decision. Horrible. And then COVID uh, didn't take him down this time. And boy, his emphatic 17th and 18th holes yesterday. I didn't miss a a, a a putt of that. I was just enthralled with that action yesterday. And since the last time I did this show, I, I didn't have my man cave available, which I have now. So uh, for those that don't know, I've, I've got the, the four TV set up on the wall uh, in the man cave. And I've also got three monitors at my desk available to stream games and do other things. So there is the possibility at one time there could be five to seven games going at one point, which is not a bad thing. And now my wife doesn't like it because if she gets up there and I start turning on multiple volumes at one time, she usually doesn't come up there. She'll just just go back and watch a Hallmark movie because she just can't take the massive amount of noise coming in from different TVs all at one time. But I, I love it. It's fantastic. So some of those storylines besides John Rahm, of course, was Wilson Furr. Uh, and just the story, how he got into the U.S. Open, and we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Just phenomenal how he was even able to be a part of the U.S. Open, his first professional major. Uh, he had just turned a professional, uh, graduating from the University of Alabama, and uh, uh, Hayden Buckley was another young man from Tupelo. He's at Missouri, and he also was uh, in there making his, I think it was his professional debut. I could be wrong on that, but... Um, he got in there and had a great first round. Neither of them had great second rounds as they were both out there when the winds really picked up. And that was when uh, things had to uh, had to have been difficult because they both shot 82 on Friday. And uh, what is usually called moving day, and uh, they unfortunately were moved right out of there and were, uh, uh, were cut from the field. And then, of course, you've got some other things with the Major League Baseball coming up with Home Run Derby uh, and Otani commits, which is a huge, if you don't know the baseball thing going on, Shohei Otani, the, the dual threat athlete. They're calling him Babe Ruth 2.0. Not to slight Babe Ruth, just to point out that nobody has done what he's doing since Babe Ruth did it, and that is be a, a force on the mound and a force with the bat. Um, and then you've got the... Tonight is or today it has already been shown. I, I happened to just check out Sports Center before I came over, and the new sticky situation that's going on in the world of Major League Baseball, and they are now actively searching for people violating the substance abuse rule, and that is using some type of substance to get a better command of uh, uh, or the spin rate is what is now the, the 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 common term that's being used and thrown around. Uh, the hot topic of spin rate, uh, because the higher that spin rate is, the more difficult it is to see the baseball and obviously to hit the baseball. So if a pitcher is getting an advantage, they're trying to take that back away because look, and here's the other thing too, baseball is already a slow enough sport as it is. People already don't like baseball. Uh, you either love it or you don't. It's not a, an in-between sport. It's kind of like my my passion for Notre Dame. Everybody, either you either love them or you hate them. There is no in-between. And the same thing goes for Major League Baseball. You're not going to have the casual fan tune in and watch, you know, 45 to minutes to an hour of the game as slow as it can be. Now, if you love baseball, you're going to sit there and watch baseball. I mean, I've got co- I love college baseball. I watched every game so far of the College World Series. I've got the uh, game right now on that's just about to get underway. I got Vandy uh, and uh, NC State. A great story from NC State and the Wolfpack making uh, hay and 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 showing out and, and beating Arkansas the way they did, which was just crazy a couple of weeks ago, or last weekend. And so I got that going. So, again, this this sticky point. And here's the thing. They're going to come off the field, and if an umpire feels like he thinks there is a pitcher that has had an advantage of some kind and 
why in the world he's been able to strike at all three guys. He's going to actually check his glove. He's going to check his hat. He's going to check his belt. They can make the guy take his belt off when he comes off the field. And if he finds a substance, he's gone. Eight to ten potential days he's out. I, this, I mean, this is, has the potential to be really game-changing when it comes to Major League Baseball. So that's yet another, another uh, kind of storyline we'll be following in these next couple of hours. Um, I also want to hear about whether or not you have superstitions. And I know state fans have to have some superstitions because they won last night. And I was sitting with a state fan in my own home who is my daughter, one of my daughters. They're actually both uh, state fans, both daughters. But the oldest was up there watching the game with us. And my wife, at, it was the ninth inning, and they were up at the point at this point 2 nothing still. And my wife was shifting on the couch as if to go to the restroom. And my daughter looked at her and said, don't you dare move. Because in her mind, if she moved, then that would definitely cost them the game. And so that's my question. What type of superstitions do you have? Are you going to be wearing the same jersey tomorrow, state fans, that you wore yesterday? Because obviously they won. Did you wash it? I mean, there's a lot of things that could go on when it comes to superstitions. So we'll get into, uh, we'll get into that. Um, also, in the College World Series, another, another uh, interesting topic we'll talk about, and that is uh, the attendance. I mean, it's been unbelievable. It has been absolutely fantastic to see these ballparks filling up again. Um, and hopefully we're back into the world of normalcy as best we can be. There was some NASCAR event that took place last weekend or over the weekend, and there were like 130 or 140,000 people there. So, come on. Let, let's just all agree. Let's move on from COVID. We're not getting political here today, by the way. This is a sports show. But let's just let's, let's all call a spade a spade and say let's just, I mean, let, let's move on. Let, let's, let's, I'm double vaccinated. We're good to go. Uh, Bill's good to go. We're all good to go. So let's let's if, if Bill and I have gotten vaccinated, then we're, we're I think everybody has just about right. Should be. I mean, if, if you and I got it, I had mine a long time ago, too. So, yeah, I did not. I, I actually <laughs> waited a little bit longer and there's a reason behind that. But um, too many replays uh, in College World Series. We'll talk about that, too. And all these other topics here on upon further review. Again, this is not Josh Norman. I am Brian Ebank filling in for my good friend, Josh, who is out on assignment. He'll be back with you guys next week. And don't forget, we've also got coming up a little bit later on, The Judge. Stay with us. Welcome back. Nope, not Josh Dorman. I know, it's a big disappointment, but it's okay. We'll make it through together. It is a Monday, June the 21st. Josh will be back in next Monday, assuming there's no baseball to interfere. We just never know the way things go, and you have to be flexible in the world of broadcasting. Boy, that's one thing that I learned in life early in the world of broadcasting is you got to be flexible and ready to roll with anything that gets thrown your way. One good thing that gets thrown your way is a fantastic sponsor of the show, and that's Jerry Brewer. He's a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at 
888-635-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com to find out more about what Jerry can do for you. Again, that's 601-952-3525 or southerngulfstates.com. That is, again, our good friend Jerry Brewer. I'm sitting right now where my good friend Josh Dorman sits uh, in the Garner Dental Group Studios, which is, of course, Garner Dental Group, a collection of 20-plus dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. You can visit them online at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find out more about their fantastic options, including complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. And I, I briefly mentioned it. I get to actually meet for the first time the judge. Uh, he is uh, a guy who lives in the Phoenix area. He's going to be coming on the show in the second hour, and he comes up with the coach's challenge and also good call, bad call. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to add to the show later on tonight. Uh, so, you know, stick around for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So a quick update from the College World Series. They're in the bottom of the first, Vandy and NC State. Vandy got a base hit, but that was it. And now Al Leiter's son goes to the mound to see if he can pitch Vandy into the next phase of the College World Series. And if you're unfamiliar with how it works, if Vandy were to win, they would move all the way to June 25th. That is Friday. They would move all the way until Friday before they would have to play again, which gives you um, obviously an opportunity to rest and also to line up that pitching again. And it means if they could win, if you win three straight, you then get off until the Monday uh, when it goes to the best two out of three. That's why the Stanford's, uh, Tennessee, Texas, the three teams that are left on the loser side, they've got a tough road because they have to go through a bunch of arms, a bunch of bullpens to try to even get to that point. Now, I'm not saying they won't have a chance to do that. They will. Stanford obviously will get the loser of tonight's NC State Vandy game. They will play on Wednesday night in a must-win situation for Stanford and then for the loser of this game today. Stanford already played in a, in a must-win situation this afternoon. They won 14-5 to over Arizona, so they move on to that next game on Wednesday. Same thing holds true for Mississippi State and Virginia tomorrow at 6 p.m. First up, it will be Texas and Tennessee at 1 o'clock. That's on ESPNU, by the way. And that's a two and a three seed going at it for a an elimination game. So one of those two top seeds is going home tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. And then Mississippi State will play at six o'clock tomorrow night against Virginia, who has had another boy. Did you love that story with that dad of uh, of the Virginia young man who his dad had battled pancreatic cancer? Um, it hit really hard and close to home for me as my dad passed away in 2012 from lung cancer, and to see the reaction as his current cancer is in remission, um, and he was able to make it to the games and be there, and his son hits a solo homer, which wound up being the difference because they won 6 nothing. I mean, but the one nothing held for a while, and then his son went, I think, 3 for 4. Um, just it was, it was unbelievable to, to see his reaction. And then somebody got the baseball that his son hit for the home run and presented it to him later in the game, and, of course, ESPN there. ESPN was there for the reaction, and he burst into tears. I mean, it was just a neat moment that happened, of course, on Father's Day. So that you know, boy, you can't can't go wrong with those type of uh, feel good stories for sure. All right, so we were talking earlier about some of the things that we would talk about, and College World Series is one of those. And since I guess we're on that, we'll get into something that that I love to see, and that is fans in the stands. Um, fans in the stands has got to be something that continues to happen. I hope, for goodness' sakes, that we are headed to 
normalcy this fall when it comes to high school sports, which is what I'm a part of every Friday night. Can I tell you how awkward it was last last fall? Josh and I call games for Jackson Academy. Josh does color commentary. I handle the play-by-play. He and I had to sit in separate booths for the first, I think, two months of the season. Maybe not two months, but I know at least the first three to four home games. And the main reason we did it was simply for show. Like, neither one of us had a problem sitting next to each other. Neither one of us had a problem being in the same booth with each other. Both he and I did a really good job of wearing masks. Both he and I did a good job of following the protocols that were asked of us, especially me because I'm employed by the school, so I had to wear a mask all the time, even when I was in the classroom. So to go and shift into having to call a game, and you're not even in the same booth with a person. Look, it's one thing to people don't understand how difficult it can be when you are not in the same room with somebody calling a game because there's a thing called nonverbal communication that happens in a broadcast, and that is if a guy is saying something and another guy wants to jump in, he can tap you on the shoulder, he can motion to you, he can do all kinds of things that no one else sees to let you know he's got something to add to the broadcast. When you're not in the same room, there's none of that that can go on. And there were times it took us a little while to really get comfortable, and here was the other thing. That was the first time that Josh and I actually had jumped into the play-by-play and color role. The previous year, he was on the sideline. So we went straight into it with both feet in, in the deep end, and I feel like we did an okay job. But there were some moments of just like we would step on top of each other and, and not be able to, to say the right things. And here was the craziest game. The craziest game happened in week, I believe it was week two or week three. We had to travel to Madden, Mississippi to play Leak Academy. Well, Leak Academy, there was no room in their press box. And so we wouldn't we were were not going to be able to be socially distanced very well. So we set up, believe it or not, in their gym lobby. He and I called the game on monitors. And who knew that that was going to become the norm for a long time for professional broadcasters, whether it was Major League Baseball this year? None of those guys go on the road. They're all sitting in their home ballparks calling games from the home ballpark. So they will call all 100 and, oh boy, 160, no. 62. 62, yeah. My brain, not, uh, 140 was the minor league for the Braves, which I did for three years. So that was, my, my, my brain couldn't come up with a 162. That's why Bill is here, to keep me on, uh, on track here. But they will call all 162 games unless something changes, which I don't see it happening this year. But they will call all of those from their home ballpark which would be kind of nice, but at the same time, very weird because you, you have no feel of what it's like to be in the stadium. You can't see foul pole to foul pole. You have a feed of it, but it's not the same because you're not able to really, you can't use your binoculars and zoom in on things. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's just a different way. And that's, that's coming from the broadcaster side of things. Right. So I'm just hoping we're going to get to some type of normalcy. I feel like seeing the College World Series numbers and attendance, what we've seen so far, we're heading there. We're, we're, we're getting there, people, and especially at being outdoor. I mean, I think even indoors, I think we're headed back to normalcy, too. With basketball season, by the time we get back to the fall, we're going to be in, in heading into the winter sports. We're going we're gonna to see people inside again because, well, you got volleyball in the fall, too. So you're going to have to see some type of that happen in the fall. But game one's attendance for the College World Series, 22,193. Game two, which was on Saturday night, 23,870. So the two-game Average attendance was 23,031 in the seats. On Sunday, game three of the tournament was 22,130. 
Game four, which State had, was the highest still to this point. No surprise there. Oma Dogs. 23,885. So that rounds it all up. All right, you ready? So day one, an average of 23,031. Day two, an average of 23,008 fans. And then today's game five, which was an elimination game, which was like, eh, I might go to that game. I might not. And here's the thing. You got fans of all of these fan bases and of teams that didn't make it that already had trips booked there, that already had hotel rooms reserved, that already had seats bought. So they're going to go up there and enjoy, but they may or may not go to all the games. And sometimes those elimination games, look, it's hot. I don't blame you. I may not go to every game. And maybe they want to go check out something in Omaha. There are other things to do, believe it or not, in Omaha. I would love to have driven to Omaha and stopped by the Field of Dreams to see that. I don't know if that's on the way because I don't, you know, I'm not graphically, I'm graphically challenged or geographically challenged. Um, is it? I have no idea. But I do know that Major League Baseball is playing a game there this summer, or in the, in, I think in August. Um, they, they, you know, it got canceled last year because of COVID, but now they're bringing it back around. It's the Yankees and maybe the White Sox. Red Sox. I think it's the Red Sox. Is it the Red Sox? Okay. I thought they might do the White Sox because that's who it's was possibly, in, in, yeah. involved in the uh, in the movie, of course. Um, I'm not really sure either. With Shoeless Joe. I know it's in Iowa. Yeah, it is in Iowa. <laughs> that part we do know. And if they, they built it, so people will come. Um, and I think it's, gosh, 8,000. Uh, I don't want to speak. Yeah, I know they built it. The they didn't use the actual field from the movie. They right, right, right. Stadium right next they, moved it, they moved and they built one right next to yeah. it um, to keep the, the one they built intact. Right. Because uh, and, and, fans still come by and visit. And it's, it's, it's going to be a cool thing. But anyway, I, I digress. So the numbers are of attendance. I feel like that's where we're heading back to that normalcy. That's where we're getting to with that. Now, on, this, on, on the downside of things, and this, this goes back to the regular season, real, really more so the, the SEC tournament, the regional round, and the super regional round, and now here into the College World Series round, there are way too many replays. If, if you want fans to continue to tune in, you got to limit the replays because I don't know how many times we've seen it where a call doesn't get overturned. I mean, I feel like it's like nine times out of ten, the call stands. They get it right the first time. So let's just let's back away from the replays, number one. Number two, please stop showing the ump cam live. I don't mind seeing it on a replay, but I get a little bit nauseous when you keep showing the guy standing up and looking to his right all the time. It's just a little too much for me. All right, we're going to continue on with more of Upon Further Review right here on WJQS, The Fans. Stick around. Here's a good radio term for you. Half past the hour here. And that's that's the generic radio term because you could be listening to this show at any point and we could be, re, you know, if I said 6.30, obviously I just called out what time it is. But half past the hour, that's some radio throwback for you right there. Jargon. Jargon. <laughs> radio jargon. Well, it is. Uh, it's, it's it's fun to be back in the in the uh, in the air chair. I'm not gonna lie. It it, uh, it it was a cautiously optimistic yes that I told Josh. Um, he asked me about a month ago 
if I would fill in on this date. And I said, oh, sure, I guess. I don't think I've done that in a long time, but I might be able to kind of remember what how to do that and sort of talk for a while. I mean, I still talk for a while, but I don't talk about sports topics very often. I just call games. And so this this is this is actually where I technically got my start. Um, I started off as a Christian music DJ back at Mississippi College in 1993, way back in the day, and then shifted into doing sports talk in 97? ish 98 somewhere in there and then of course uh started calling games in 2000 and have been doing it ever since and 99 sorry 99 was the started or 98 98 99 started calling games and been doing that ever since so and then did sports talk until like 2016 2017 we still can't remember the year i no one can and uh maybe and you know even if i were to text chris brooks right now he wouldn't have a clue and he it, would not know. No, if it didn't happen yesterday, there's still a good chance. He, if if it happened yesterday, there's still a good chance he might not know. And if there are vegetables involved, he will not be able to tell you anything. No, no, he's he's a great guy, but <laughs> he and I and memories don't 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 age well. Not not at all. Uh, we do have fun calling games together, though. That's for sure. So we're hanging out here in uh, the beautiful, palatial, and gorgeous Garner Dental Group Studios for another edition of Upon Further Review. I'm not Josh Dorman. I'm hanging out. I'm just Brian Eubank. But you can be a part of the show. Here's how you do it. You can call. And I, look, if there's one thing that my dad always used to tell me, he said, he said, Brian, you never give out the score when you call games. That was one of the worst things. I, and, you know, back when I was, uh, I'm going to rant here for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go rabbit trailing here, so bear with me. Back in, I don't remember the year, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I had the opportunity to actually speak to Jack Crystal. They were about to play a game at the Mississippi Coliseum back when Mississippi State, and they still do every once in a while play in the Coliseum. This was obviously during the December-ish time during Christmas where they would bring one of those home games down to Jackson. Well, I got to speak to him, and I said, hey, do you have any advice for a broadcaster? You know, I've listened to you for a while, and I would love to know, you know, what are some, what's some advice you could give him? And he said, well, first off, nobody's tuning in to hear you. And immediately I was like, all right, <laughs> so much for what I thought about uh, people tuning in. He said, nope, they're, they're tuning in for three to four things. He said they want to know what the score is. They don't want to know what quarter you're in. If you're, if you're playing football, they want to know what the down to distance is and who's got the ball. That's all they need to know. They're not tuning in for anything else. So as long as you do that now, he also gave the old hourglass trick. You can do that. Try to give the score every 60 seconds or so because you all the, you never know who your audience is. So always give that, you know, that, that score. And, but that was one thing I was terrible at. My dad always used to tell me after games. He was my best critic because he was always very honest with me. My mom, obviously, love her to death, but she was always, you did so good tonight. You were awesome, fantastic. Well, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But she always thought the best. My dad was always very honest and said, look, you didn't give the score, but like one time, I, unless there was a touchdown, I didn't know who's, who, what the score was. So that was one of the things that he was always good about. So that's one thing I'm terrible about, though, is giving out the phone number. So here, that, that see that long rambling rabbit trail? Th- there was a purpose to it, and I found my way back, which is rare. So congratulations to me. 601-366-1180. 601-366-1180. I, I mean, Bill and I have done radio long enough to where there used to be no 601. So it's uh, but you do have to put you have to type that in there now. Sorry, I, I can't I can't help you. It won't ring unless you. Well, yeah, pretty sure it won't. 
No, not without the 601. Yeah, I don't think it, uh, I don't think the phone company will allow that to happen. So get that 601 in there, 366-1180, 366-1180. If uh, any topic is game today, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's all we're doing. So we're also talking about the U.S. Open. We're talking about some other fun topics that uh, we, uh, we, we watched these last couple of weeks, right? I mean, look, since the last time I did radio, my Blues won the Stanley Cup for crying out loud, and I had no outlet to talk about it. <laughs> My Cubs won the World Series for crying out loud, and I had no avenue to talk about it. That was in 2016. So probably 2016 was the last time I did radio now that I think about it. So given out the phone number, you did something because Chris is waiting to talk to you. I wonder if it's Brooks. <laughs> Let's see. We'll see. Hello, Chris. Hello, Yubi. Uh, Why are you <laughs> on my radio? <laughs> I don't know. I I wandered off of the street. You know, I, this actually is on my way home, and I stopped by, and I saw some <laughs> fancy trucks, and I thought – that looks like a place I might want to go visit. Oh, wait, I remember that place very well. And this uh, this gray-bearded guy uh, opened the door and said, hey, you want to come in and do a show? And I said, hey, sure, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm on my way to throw the baseball with the kids, and I turn on the radio, and I'm like, well, I, I know that voice. Yeah. I, 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 know that. I just haven't heard him on my radio in a little bit. Man, that's awesome. That's, now I'm in a good mood. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I could put somebody in a good mood tonight other than my mom. All right, well. This is Chris Brooks, by the way, just in case you didn't pick up. Are you still doing a radio show, by the way? Uh, I don't know. That's debatable. I mean, so tomorrow, I do, maybe? People call it different things. <laughs> Some say it's doing a show. I don't know if that really applies <laughs> to me or not. But Yeah, I'm still on there for two hours every day. But I was just calling to tell you, man, I'm very happy that you're doing radio. Is this like a – No. This is a thing, right? This is a one-time thing. This is a fill-in for Dorman. Oh, dang it. Yeah, one no, time. sorry. Yeah, one, one time for now, unless, you know, the the – well, it won't be the public, but it would be uh, Josh. If anyone else, if he, if he has to, if he needs a fill-in again, let's just put it that way. I thought we were going to get like a tandem thing here. That's okay. I mean, I like Dorman too. Dorman, Dorman's my buddy. But I thought that maybe, maybe we were doing the, the two-man thing. But it's okay. I'm, I'm happy to get one night. You, you never know, but for now, it's just a one-nighter. It's just a one-nighter. I can't make any uh, any any comp, any uh, commitments just yet. But, hey, I, well, I, I, I did enjoy getting to see your son throw on the mound at Trustmark Park. That that had to be a pretty cool moment for you. Oh, it, look, it was. And I heard that you said, forget about my son. I heard you said nice things about me and him. So I appreciate that. Well, it's it's easy to do that when somebody is as nice and friendly as you. Well, yeah, I appreciate you, man. But, yeah, that was an awesome moment. I was, I was happy we got to do that. And I, you guys did great. But, look, people hear enough of me. I was just calling to tell you I was glad to hear you on my radio. Appreciate you, man. Have fun throwing the the old the old ball with the sun. Yeah, if we can beat this rain. Appreciate you, bud. I'll talk to you later, brother. You got it. That's Chris Brooks, folks. You can check him out, of course, on Sister Station. Am I allowed to give that out? Okay, good. One hundred five point nine. He's on the gridiron, ten to noon, I believe. Still his time slot. So we could throw a rocket and hit him probably during the day. I couldn't. You could because I'd have to turn around. My back is to his studio currently. You you've, you've got a better See, here's the thing. I have you an know, angle right out the door. He does and and he's got the he's got the moment where like if the door opens, he can see immediately who it is whereas I'm not going to be sure who it is. Um in fact, Beaver walked in not too long ago. I, I panicked for just a second cuz I, I don't know all the faces around here just yet. So, I heard he's, his, he's intimidating. He is. He's he a very intimidating in. individual. I, I was I was shook. I, I didn't know what to do for a moment. So, uh, yeah, you got to be careful when he walks by. So, anyway, all right, College World Series, the ump camps, um, just too much. It just uh, I, That's where I was right before we ended the uh, – when we got uh, so rudely cut off by paying advertisers. And 
that was um, – <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that was where I was going, though. The ump camps, there's just – I don't need to see them live as they're happening. I don't mind seeing them if it's a replay and you're showing me whether the pitch was off the plate or not, but I don't need you showing me while the actual – well, like he's standing up and then he crouches down to his calling spot. I don't need to see that. And I'm not a guy who even gets motion sickness. But, I mean, I feel like at times I might need a Zofran for watching some of these views they're showing me. Um, but we were also talking about superstitions. And I know Brooksy has a ton of superstitions because he's a baseball guy. And you just heard he's going to throw baseball with his son right now. And I know his son has some superstitions. All of them. All of his sons. They have to. Baseball, is there? if there's one thing that baseball is well known for, it's superstitions. It's wearing the same pair of socks for like an entire month and not washing them. That's disgusting. I'm pretty sure my son is superstitious. Or maybe he's not and he just doesn't ever do laundry. I don't know. I don't know which it is yet. I have yet to figure that out. But I do know that I have been superstitious before when watching a Notre Dame game, and that is I wear the same shirt every Saturday until they lose. And then I'll still wear that same shirt because I'm convinced that it is that is the key to making sure they win. Now, there, when they get in the playoffs, there is no, there is no shirt. <laughs> We've seen it. I mean, there is, no, there is no magical shirt for the Irish when they get to the uh, postseason. So maybe one day, but probably not. And I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Look, I've I've I have lived long enough to see all the teams that I cheer for now win a championship. All right, I I was a huge Irish fan back in '85, '86, and then they won it in '88. Now they haven't won it since, and that's okay. They've been competing for one. That's cool too. I've got I've been I've been able to go to Notre Dame, which is even more amazing. So that's one team. My my Cubbies, they won a World Series. I never thought I'd see that. My Blues won a Stanley Cup. Never thought I'd see that. And the Niners won multiple Super Bowls back in the day. Again, been a while, and they got trounced when they had their most recent chance. But anyway. All right, uh, we've got a DeGrom update when we come back because he pitched in the first game of a doubleheader against the Atlanta Braves earlier today. And we've got a College World Series update right now. Top of the third, still scoreless, Vandy and NC State. And we'll continue with more of a pun further review in just a bit. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Well, I just found out some amazing information that Bill got to see Sticks yeah. last night. Yeah, went out there last night to Brandon Amphitheater. Did they do all the classics? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Come Sail Away. Yeah, well, yeah Come Sail Away, uh, Too Much Time on My Hands, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. Oh, yeah, and they're still sounding good. It's like only really one member left of the original guys. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. J.Y. Young, who's one of the original guitarists. Did not know that. Yeah, I met him back in 1974 when they were first getting started. <laughs> Should I tell Bill that I wasn't born yet? Yeah, I know. I, almost. I was 75, so yeah. I, was, I was right there. Yeah, they uh they they just released uh, Lady, that first big hit they had, and uh, they were coming to Columbus, Mississippi, to play at the Dave Lavender Coliseum at the fairgrounds. How about and they that? were not the 
featured act. They were the opening act. <laughs> and they've come a long way since then. But it was a lot of fun getting to go see them again. You know, That's awesome. After 40 years. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> nice reunion tour for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so last night, we were, Bill and I were also talking about the Mississippi State Bulldogs oh, and, yeah. and the pitching staff. 21 strikeouts combined between uh, the hurlers. Um, a little tentative moment for state fans, a little nail-biting for just a brief moment when that ball left the yard in the ninth inning. But uh, they held on for the victory, even though but got a few guys on base and made it really interesting. Well, Jack Leiter has picked up where State left off in the SEC. He has struck out five of the first six he has faced tonight. So apparently the SEC is the king of the strikeout in these last couple of days. We'll see how many he can fan. Uh, they're still scoreless in the bottom of the third. Leiter is into his third inning of work now. Uh, so we'll see if he can continue his uh, his amazing ways. Jake DeGrom today, uh, by the way, what did he do? I think it was the Cubs that he struck out eight of nine before he exited with a an, uh, a shoulder or up. I think it was a shoulder discomfort or tightness or something. Um, but the, uh, the the today he threw five one hit innings, as in five innings and only allowed one hit. I didn't he didn't give up one hit in each inning, but um, he lowered his ERA now. Here's the thing. His ERA right now, before I'm going to tell you what it is now, going into the game, it was 0.54, I think, or 3, something like that. So to lower that ERA, for those of you who don't know how math works and earn run average, it takes a lot to lower your ERA when it's that low already. Like you could go, you could give up one run over the nine innings and his ERA will go up probably from 0.5, whatever, because it's just... I mean, it's really hard to drop it. Well, he did today. He didn't give up a run. He dropped his ERA to 0.50, people. 0.50. And the guy's ridiculous. And he was the first, by the way, he was the first pitcher that was checked for a substance issue. And for those of you who may be just tuning in and missed the first part of the show, Major League Baseball has started now today was the first day that they are going to start checking for illegal substances being used by major league baseball pitchers this is something that is going to either really slow down the game even more than it already has and people already don't like the way the game is going as far as the speed of the game and replays that are already lengthening games but, oh, by the way, Leiter just went one, two, three again. So through three innings, perfect is Al Leiter. They're still scoreless in Omaha. But pitchers could be ejected or suspended for using illegal foreign substances. That could be anywhere from eight to ten games or some type of just, you know, he's, he's, he's immediately ejected and then suspended for ten days with pay. The team cannot replace the player on the roster. That's another one. Like you, if you use if you if you lose that guy, you don't get to put somebody else in his spot and take his spot in the rotation. You got to find somebody else. You're you're stuck at I think the number's still twenty five, as far as the major league roster. So you're stuck at twenty four or whatever the number forty. I'm sorry, forty, right? Or no, twenty five during the year forty when they get called up at the in the fall. <laughs> My brain, it just I, again. I, trying to get back into talking sports after being off for so long, trying to remember all the rules and regulations. It's tough. So they they started this, I mean, we're two months into the season, and they just picked this thing up. But why? It's because they're seeing a massive strikeout rate. And I told you about another number or another term, and that's spin rate. 
Told you that about, told, we talked about that in the very beginning of the show. Spin rate is measured by how fast the ball spins, obviously. And the spin rate, get this, the average spin rate on four-seam fastballs was 2,316 RPMs from April 1st to June 5th. Now, from June 6th to June 14th, when they knew that this was getting closer to happening, the spin rate dropped to 2,260. That's almost 200 RPMs of a drop on average, which probably tells you something. <laughs> They're stopping using the substances because somebody's not loading the ball anymore. <laughs> Well, they know it's coming, so they're like, we better prepare because they're going to start checking now, and if that's going to happen, then we're not going to be able to use the the advantage. Now, of course, the, the, the batters are, or the pitchers are arguing, well, the batters are using pine tar to get a better grip on the bat, so why can't we use something to help us spin the ball a little better? Even sunscreen is something that is, is, some, is a substance that can help you get a better grip. I mean, it's crazy what they do. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. Sunscreen has been the most recent favorite because it's you're using it already you're you're going to use sunscreen if you're a baseball player right i mean that's an easy one unless it's a night game but you know you're going to use it yeah they've come a long way from don't lick your fingers <laughs> you know now you have to watch you know how they came up with the rule that if you licked your fingers you had to rub it on your pants yep. before you threw the ball and then of course they've they, come they, a long way from that they, then they put something on their pants when they were rubbing yeah. it off on well, their pants rubbing it off yeah oh, i remember the old days when i you know coming up watching baseball the pitchers were always loading something onto a ball to make it spin, or you know, it, it just—it was the fun of baseball. Hey, let's see, see what he can throw throw at him today. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no doubt. Well, we'll we'll all see. the old guys like Gaylord Perry always loaded the ball up with something. Somebody, yeah, they yeah. all did. And somebody even asked me. They said um, it was Nolan Ryan. Did he ever throw you know over a hundred miles an hour? So he didn't have to. The guy threw location, 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 and he still threw one hundred six at top. One time. Yeah. You know, they, they, they clocked him at 106 miles an hour one time. But, I mean, nowadays, that's the, the, the you know, 95 to 100 is the norm. It's normal. If you don't have three or four guys on your collegiate roster that can't throw 95, then you are going to have a difficult time competing. It's poten- Potentially, that's the case. Now, especially with the way the rosters and COVID happened, now, I mean, I, there's one thing I could not be right now as a baseball coach. And if you haven't watched, you know, this is all about team synergy, right? My good friend Matt Wyatt, and uh, known him for a long time, he did a piece on his YouTube channel about college baseball and the scholarship issue. And, and, and if you've never done an interview with Ron Polk before, and I had the opportunity to do one back in the early 2000s when he was still there in Starkville, and everybody always joked, they said, if you interview Ron Polk, just make sure you don't ever say 11.7 because if you do that, you will never get the mic back. Well, I, of course, what it, it's like It's like your parent, your mom saying, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to touch, you're the touch the stove. I mean, you have to prove her wrong, right? Well, of course, I did. I said, hey, coach. So 11.7, before I got the seven out of my mouth, he went on a rampage. And I got I to gotta give it to Matt White, though. He did a phenomenal job on this piece that you can check out on his YouTube channel of tracking down comments from all different coaches, from current, past. I mean, just unbelievable collection of coaches. Now, here's the ironic part. When they tried to get Vandy and asked them about their issues, they declined the interview. Because you know why? 
because they've got some really, really secretive things that aren't really so secret about how they get around the 11.7 issue. And so do the folks in Georgia. So do the folks in Louisiana. They've got the Hope Scholarships, and they can do different things and offer money in different ways that, I mean, Alabama and Mississippi can't compete with. They don't have those opportunities. They don't have those scholarship monies available like they do. Now, here's the crazy thing. Of all those teams, who are the teams that were here? And look, Mississippi State's in there. They're in the College World Series. Well, so is Vandy. They got some of the top arms. And what you've seen them, what you've seen happen in Nashville has been nothing short of amazing these last few years. We'll see if it continues. Is there? Uh, they finally got a runner on base in the top of the fourth. Still scoreless, though. We'll come back in the uh, after the top of the hour and get you another update on that game. See if they have been able to manage any runs. And also coming up in hour number two. I get to have my very first ever visit with the judge. He's got the coach's challenge, good call, bad call. All that coming up on the second side of Upon Further Review as we are live in the Garner Dental Group studios here on WJQS. Stay with us. Upon further review, I can tell you I'm not Josh Dorman, but I can tell you that we are hanging out in the Garner Dental Group studios here on a Monday, June the 21st. It is a, it's about to be a rainy Monday, by the way. I just looked at the radar. It's it's, uh, it's coming in fast, so get out of the way. Uh, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 20 plus dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening is available for new hygiene patients. You can visit them online at uh, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com. That's L-A-K-E, in case I'm not pronouncing it very well because sometimes I talk way too fast. LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com or call 601-271-8710. That's 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro area locations or others across the state. Most insurance, Medicare, and care credit is accepted, so get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental, proud sponsor of our studios. Another thing, I'm glad this, I just happened to glance at the game. It's still scoreless, by the way, between Vandy and NC State. I'm not a huge fan of the in-game interviews for the coaches. That's not fair to the coaches. I don't mind a post-game interview. I don't mind a pre-game interview. Right before they go on, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But these in-game interviews with coaches, they got to stop. And I look, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. I love knowing what's inside the mind of a coach. But I think that during the game, we need to we need to – Pump the brakes on those. Maybe let, let's just let's move move away from those for a while. See what happens. Ah, just for fun. That's just me. I don't know. Hey, if you want to get involved with the show, here's how you do it. You can call 601-366-1180, 601-366-1180. And the show is available on both AM and FM dials, which is fantastic. Because I started in AM. Well, technically, I guess I started in FM and AM. Because I was also, I was also part of AM 930 back in the day when it was a combo operation at Mississippi College and um, my 
and I know Bill Wilson knows who I'm about to throw right out there, one of the first ever radio shows I got to work on was Farmer Jim Neal, which was maybe one of the most fun things I've ever done because in all my life, before I got into radio, I honestly thought that the Feist Dog was a real thing. Well, I was its producer for six years. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. He <laughs> he was something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he made it almost 50 years on the air because he had that problem with his leg and stuff. And he yeah. had to be taken off. But uh, uh, he, he didn't appreciate that much. No, but, he didn't. No. And, uh, I feel like he was done wrong, and that's not that's not the platform no. today. But it was... It was, uh, yeah, it was something a special being a wonderful part of that. man. Yeah, yeah, really was. Taught me a lot. I mean, taught me a lot in the short time I got to work there um, and fill in on uh, the producer role when Buddy uh, couldn't be in there. But um, that was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. The working Feist that. Dog. The Checking f- the weather. Feist Dog. If he came back in wet, we knew it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just took a trip down memory lane. Always a good time. Um, all right. Our, our caller line is brought to you in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. That's www.bcbsms.com. And I'm just proud to be able to give them out because as a sponsor, because they're they are man, they sponsor a ton of stuff. They are out in the community. They are out involved in both public and private school championship games because I know that because I call both. <laughs> so I, and I call their name out an awful lot as a sponsor. So um, make sure you check them out and uh, and, be, and get a part, uh, bcbsms.com, or you can, uh, well, no, that is it. Yeah, that, that's the number. Uh, the number that they're sponsoring is what I was trying to give out, 601-366-1180, 601-366-1180. Also, Jerry Brewer is a, trust, a tr- trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. All right. Now, hour two, we've got coming up, uh, was it 7.15 or 7.30? I can't remember. Uh, 7.30, the judge. 7.30. The judge will join us, um, and I guess he's also the jury at this point, but he is going to come up with the coach's challenge and also good call and bad call. So be ready for that. It's my first experience to hang out with a judge, and I don't even know if he knows that it's not Josh calling him tonight. I I don't know. We'll find out together. We'll find out if he knows. So the U.S. Open happened um, last week. And or I guess yesterday <laughs> feels like, you know, today has been a long day already. But Wilson Fur, who is an Alabama graduate and a Mississippian native of Jackson, went to J.A. And, of course, then went on to Alabama, did some amazing things there. Ironically, he didn't have a great starting point to his career and had some some really low points during his career. Um, a friend of mine, Brian Scott Rippey, wrote a phenomenal article about how he even made it to qualifying. So. He had really struggled. It was June 7th. It was on the 8th green of Long Cove Club in Hilton Head, South Carolina, trying to figure out how to get food and how to get someone to carry his golf bag for the remaining 28 28 holes. He got to the course at 6 a.m. that morning as an alternate, by the way, the fourth alternate, and alternates do not get in to U.S. Open sectional qualifying because if you are having an opportunity to play in U.S. Open sectional qualifying, you're not going to just give that up. But they did. Four guys. Four guys gave it up. And he got in to the qualifying and found a way to get into the field of the U.S. Open. Um, The guy told him, and I quote, "Um, it's a good day. Sorry, it's a great day to be an alternate. (laughs) He was there at 6 a.m. He had to tell the people why he was there (laughs) and who he was. Like, they were like, why are you even here? Who are you? And 36 holes later, he got in with a five under 
par two rounds. I just uh, it was an unbelievable story. So now it didn't pan out great in the in the world of golf, but he he got an opportunity to to be in that tournament, his professional debut, uh, along with the young man we talked about from Tupelo, and Hayden um, Hayden Buckley, who uh, was from is from Tupelo and uh, played at Missouri. Uh, they both struggled on their final round, which was r- round two. Uh, first shot an 82. Didn't finish last, by the way. That belonged to James Hervol, whoever that is. Um, but uh, Furt, again, struggled a little bit. Shot a 77 on his first round and carded his first ever professional birdie on uh, hole number 10. He went off on hole one, so that was his 10th ever hole. In round two, he carded only one birdie, which was on hole 17. Uh, coming in to finish at four. No, that was his first nine, actually. I'm sorry. He he, he played at number 10 uh, on the first day, or excuse me, first on the second day. So there you go. Um, so that was a, the storyline for uh, Wilson Fur and those guys. Uh, just eh, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be, but hey, great opportunity. And uh, can't wait to see how their pro careers take off because I have a feeling they're going to with what we've already seen from them so far. All right, they have played another... Uh, Jack Leiter-esque inning, and they are still scoreless, folks. Uh, that, that that could go to the bitter end when you talk about a pitcher's duel uh, there in Omaha. As so far, they've played four innings of baseball and one combined hit. That was by Vandy in the first inning, and that's it. The third hitter, Dominic Keegan, got a base hit, and that's it. That's all that's been allowed. Uh, Jack Leiter has struck out nine of the 12 that he has faced. Sound familiar? State fans? Sound sound familiar? Like yesterday? Was that not phenomenal, Mississippi State fans? I mean, I'm just a fan of things that go good for teams in this state. As most everybody knows me, I'm, I've been a Notre Dame fan for a long time. And the reason I became a Notre Dame fan when I was a very young child was because I didn't want to be an Ole Miss or a State fan. Because everybody else was. So I wanted to be something different. And that's why I went with Notre Dame. And so I still am able to cheer for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State when things go well. And Southern Miss, too. Now, they obviously had a tough draw having to go to Oxford. It didn't work out for them. But they obviously had a great season, too. But what we've seen from Mississippi State, and I'm telling you, if, if and I, I don't know how many innings of work or how many pitches. Um, oh, boy. His name just escaped me. Uh, the closer. Pitched the last three innings. Help me out. Oh, come on. Sims. Yes, Landon Sims. Thank you. I knew I knew you were there. Um, it just took me a while to get to the I, Yeah, me too. I, I, could, I couldn't find it. But uh, what Landon Sims did was nothing short of spectacular. I mean, obviously, he, he, he piggybacked an already amazing performance, but still, Sims came in there, game on the line, shut the door, and then even giving up the home run in the ninth to make it very interesting for state fans. And I'm not, believe it or not, my daughter, if she is listening, which I don't think she is, but because she's working tonight, I know she's not. Um, she, along with many, many, I'm sure, other state fans, when that home run left the yard, they thought, oh boy, here we go. And I got another good friend who used to be in the radio business as well. You guys, you guys remember him, Jay White. He said, and I quote, if you thought that state was just going to get uh, Texas one two three. You've never rooted for a school for Mississippi. <laughs> He's right about that. How accurate is that statement? 
He knows us all well. All right. We're going to come back and continue on here. It is upon further review right here on WJQS here in Jackson. Brandy Banks sitting in for the on assignment. Josh Dorman here tonight. I am pleased and privileged to be a part of the Upon Further Review show here in the Garner Dental Group studios. And, of course, the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line. We can't get into the tech side of things. So if you want to call, get part of the show, just like Chris Brooks did in the first hour, 601-366-1180, is how you get involved in the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line. Live healthy, live blue, bcbsms.com. And uh, Garner Dental Group is online at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com as well. You can call them at 601-271-8710 to find out about their complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. So the other part that has been getting to me, by the way, and this is, I guess this is Soapbox Monday, I guess. It's not even a thing, but it's, it's, it is today. And we talked about the interviews with the coaches. I just, I think we should just, just go and put, you know, pun on those. We don't need to see them in the game. They don't need to be happening in the game. Okay. You're already a three and a half minute commercial break. And then you're another 30 seconds to 45 seconds of a coach interview twice a game. Let's just stop. But here's the funny thing that I get out of all of this. You have 20, what, here, here are the numbers already pointed out. Through five games, the average attendance at the College World Series, 22,284, okay? So just, you know, ballpark that number in your brain for a minute. 22,284. I feel like that's the number of feet that the interviewees and interviewers stand apart and the postgame. I mean, really? Seriously? Why? Why do they have to stand that far apart? I guarantee you that the broadcasters are vaccinated because ESPN probably wouldn't let them be there. Oh, by the way, don't even get me started on the Super Regionals where every one of the broadcasters were at home. It was terrible. That, th- those were the worst games because they were so delayed in their broadcasting and being able to see the action and then call the action. They were behind the whole time. Every Super Regional that you watched was terrible as far as having to – and I almost had to turn the sound down at one point. And yeah, we, we talked to Ben McDonald uh, on that show, and he was doing oh, this from his basement that was down terrible. Louisiana. That was terrible. For the Oregon. And, and that wasn't on their part. That's on ESPN. Yeah, ESPN just wouldn't part. let them go. They it's wouldn't let them go. Ridiculous. So now we have – and thank goodness they're there. And I figured they would be since it's Omaha. And it's going to be the same six guys sharing the booth every other broadcast. So you've got Tom Hart and Carl Rabbit sharing the play-by-play mic. And maybe they even have their own headsets. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But, oh, here we go. Tim Corbin's about to get interviewed because, you know, we got to do that again. Uh, still scoreless, um, and they're going to the bottom of the fifth. Bottom of the fifth there in Omaha. Still scoreless in that one. That's 
man, I mean, they haven't even been playing an hour and a half yet, and they're in the bottom of the fifth already. That's a pitcher's duel, folks. Just one hit combined between the two teams. Um, but I just, we, we got to get away from that. And then there was 140-something thousand people at the NASCAR race this weekend. They were packed like sardines in there. Folks, we're back to normalcy, aren't we? Let's just go ahead and just say, let's call a spade a spade. Do you know what else I've been watching? Uh, and I'm almost ashamed to admit this. Oh, but, but here's the thing. It's sports, and it's more like it. Well, I'm not really watching it. It's more like it's noise at the office. But I've had the Euro 2020 on in the mornings. Of course, now they're not. I think they now they're all playing like 11 in it in it once. I really haven't had a chance to watch as much today because I was I was working today, uh, a little more busier than I am at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. is a little bit easier to have a game on and, and there's a lot of kind of linger in the background. But soccer is one of those sports where you can just have it running and then they score. And you look over and watch the replay. Like You don't have to sit there and watch the whole match. But I don't know. I've even watched some of the stuff on the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays. I, 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 won't, I won't lie. I did watch some, some soccer. I know. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that communist? That's what some people say, that it's a communist sport. Oh, those are the funny people. Um, nine strikeouts for a lighter, by the way, and no base runners. That's called a perfect game through four. For you superstitious people, yes, I have just jinxed Al Leiter. Yeah, he won't, Sorry, won't Jack make Leiter. it now. He will no longer have the perfect game. He or no hitter. I've just jinxed that too. Unless maybe you have to be in the booth to do that. That may be. I, I don't know if just doing it from here yeah. would cause. Do we have? We don't know if we have that power. We yeah, may not know. have that kind of power, yeah. Bill. It's it's very possible. Uh, but speaking of superstitions, is there something that you're superstitious about? Is there a jersey? Is there a place you have to sit to watch your team play? Is there? Are we? Are you past that? Or is it when it gets into the postseason you have to do that? I don't know. I've had some moments. I won't lie. I'll try to wear, a, you know, a jersey of some type or not a jersey, but a shirt, a T-shirt. Um, and then there's the old man card. Can you wear a jersey? You know, is that a, I don't know. Can you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I am excited about, though, look, I, I am a huge baseball guy. Uh, and I really am an all sports kind of guy. I do love just about every sport out there. And there's the first hit. Oh, boy, I did. I have power. There you go. Not only that. You did it. It's a solo homer. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. I broke all of the <laughs> numbers there on that jinx. Sorry, Vandy fans. Oh, well. NC State's Tatum just went yard in the bottom of the fifth, and NC State now leads one nothing. Sorry about that. My bad. The Whistler's going to be looking for you. you know. Oh, there you go. There's a there's something I don't ever want to hear again. Oh, and that's why I was going to say I'm so glad that I'm watching this game without having to hear it. Because I don't have to hear the whistler. Golly. Now, there is word, I've been told by a number of sources, that if enough complaints happen, they actually will head down there and tell him that he can either stop or he can leave. And that happened a couple of years ago, apparently, when Vandy was making that run. So I don't know if that's the case, and I don't have the volume on. I don't know if the whistler's going on right now. I'm sure it is. But anyway, I just I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, so superstitions. But uh, Major League Baseball. The Home Run Derby. I don't know if anybody remembers. I think the last most most fun Home Run Derby probably was when it was McGuire and Sosa. That was a fun one. I think that was at uh, Fenway, if I remember right. Um, I don't know. if I know Sosa did one at Fenway. I don't know if McGuire was at that one or not. That was a year-long Home Run Derby. Well, they the did have season. that, too. But I mean, yeah. I mean, like, the, the mid-season <laughs> yeah, actual. Yeah, mid-season on the All-Star game. The, uh, the actual Home Run Derby. I yeah. can't remember if that one was at Fenway or not, if that was the year, but. I remember Sosa one year going over Fenway's Green Monster multiple times. I yeah. mean, just like far over the monster. Um, but Shohei Otani is already announced he's going to be in the Home Run Derby. 
which I think is maybe the coolest thing ever. Because you got one of the best players in baseball right now already committing, and we're at least three weeks away, if memory serves me right. It's like the first week and a half-ish into July when you have that all-star game. So he's already saying, I'm in. Now, this is a this is a young man who's a dual threat. He's on the mound. He's, I think he's three or four and one, something like that. And he's right now either tied or leading the majors in home runs. As a pitcher and as an outfielder, and a DH or whatever he does over there for the Angels. Now I think I saw him play right field the yeah, other day. Their, yeah. their, their record isn't great, but who cares? The guy's doing everything for this team. I mean, he's he's hitting monster shots, and they're not small home runs. They're not wall scrapers. They're, they are moonshots and missiles that leave the yard in like two seconds. And he said, I'm in. Sign me up. Where 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 do I go? Um, they are currently, by the way, fourth in the AL West, and they are at five hundred thirty six and thirty six. So you know they're probably not going to make the postseason, but he's an exciting player. Who else would you like to see in the home run derby? Who who is a threat that you would love to see? I mean, Kyle Schwarber has maybe batted his way into it. He's got like six home runs in his last six games for the Nationals, and as a Cub fan, that's a hard one to stomach. Here's the other part that's hard to stomach as a Cub fan. The end is coming for this group of players that they currently have. they got to make a whole lot of decisions at the trading deadline or is when the season ends. Because if they don't sign most of these guys before the trading deadline or get something for them, then it's going to be bad. And now they're under new management, so I'm anxious to see as a Cub fan where that goes. But that's another topic for another day, which I won't have. But anyway... Um, the, uh, where was it? Uh, Terrell Tatum. I was trying to find out who the, uh, the actual young man was. So Terrell Tatum was the young man who hit the home run that broke up the no hitter, perfect game and shut out all with one big swing. So final story I'll share with you. Oh, the NCAA, the, the ruling they had today for the athletes, unlimited academic related benefits are now going to be allowed. Now, who in their right mind doesn't think that some way, somehow, some school, Alabama, is going to use this to their advantage, Alabama, to maybe tweak the system in Tuscaloosa that they might find a way to give other benefits that might, uh, quote-unquote, be academically related, Alabama, or any other SEC school, for that matter. They all have got the money. Look, I'm not dumb. If you're – every single school in America, America, is cheating if you want to call it cheating, or bending the rules, however you want to say it. Look, it took me a while when I was a young kid to realize that every school out there offers kids money. They do. You just don't always hear about it because they don't get caught. But all of them are doing it. It's just a matter of to what level are they doing it and how are they hiding it. Yeah, I mean, sadly, that's the world we live in. Um, But I'm, 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 I've moved on from that. Um. I do have to say one other thing before we uh, bring in the judge in our next segment. There, I, I did, as a, as a father, find out that there is something called a game changer when you become a father, and, and in different ways. But for me, here in the current climate in which we live, having children that can drive is a game changer. Now, it also makes you have more gray hair and or less hair, Thankfully, in my case, neither at this point. Uh, not much anyway. But, man, having the ability for kids to be able to drive, that's fantastic. It's so fantastic. 
You need something of the sort? I'll go. I mean, I remember those days when I was a kid. I offered all the time. Do you need me to go get something from the store? Oh, I'll be happy to go. And now I'm currently being able to reap those benefits. All right, coming up next, my first chance to get to talk to the judge. He's uh, on the other side of this break here on Upon Further Review. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Yeah, I know the judge knows this one. One of the classics. <laughs> Welcome back into Upon Further Review. I am not Josh Dorman. I don't know if the judge knows that Josh isn't here tonight, but he's finding out <laughs> the hard way yeah. that it's not Josh Dorman. Judge, how you doing? Hey, oh, I, had, I had to find out the hard way. Luckily, it was uh, when I saw his picture in Texas yesterday on Facebook. <laughs> that tipped me off, but uh, I'm going to have to work with a young nephew on his uh, communication skills there. He's great on the radio, but he had to let us know, you know. <laughs> but, but, hey, I, I, uh, it's, it's great to uh, meet you, Brian. I've been listening to you this evening and enjoying the show. Uh, and, yeah, I, uh, I got to take uh, your caller, Chris. Uh, throw the hat in there for uh, your own uh, your own gig as a fill-in or a, do a duo with, uh, with Josh, although he can fill the airtime, can he? Oh, yeah, he knows but, how to uh, talk. But yeah, absolutely, you're doing a great job, and uh, it's my pleasure to to join you here on this uh, Monday. Uh, great, great time for sports, isn't it? Great yeah. time of the year. It really is, uh, and uh, you've got all kinds of different things going on: NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. If you're one of those type of fans, you've got Euro 2020. If you're a soccer fan, you've got College World Series. You've got Major League Baseball. I mean, the only thing we don't have right now is football, which is is close uh, closer than we've ever thought of right now. Though we're only about. Uh, Six or so, Olympic seven trials. weeks away. You got Olympic trials going yep. on, and maybe the Olympics if uh, if if things happen in Tokyo like they're supposed to. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's right. Well, I, I already was on the soapbox last week. I pounded on the IOC, uh, you know, but they're they're going to go, you know, heck or high water. So yep. looks like they're going. And I was going to also I always throw out my Phoenix props when I can. Our boy and your boy Devin Booker just, uh, accepted an Olympic bid. Olympic awesome. invitation just the other day, so he's going right from if they win, if they won the finals in Game Seven, he'll, that's on the twenty second, and the Olympics begin on the twenty third. I think USA doesn't play to the twenty fifth, so you know. But he is going to be on the team, and it looks like a pretty good choice. Yeah, boy, uh, he, he's yesterday's performance. He has really stepped up, and and people are already lo- uh, liking him to the next Kobe, which is a little bit high praise early on, but still. A uh, young man's got a, a bright, bright future for sure. That's right. And, of course, Mississippi Grown there coming out of Moss Point. So, 
Uh, Josh is working me. I'm going to try to see if I can get him on the show uh, a little bit uh, later here in the summer. I said, Josh, he's booked up, but kind of busy right now. <laughs> we hope for the three or four weeks, and then he's heading to Tokyo. But uh, absolutely, we'd love to have him. And yeah, he wants also, uh, uh, you know, either James uh, Jones or uh, as well. And I actually know James Jones. His kids go to the school country day where I have worked for years and then do uh, uh, PA for a lot of their sports there. Very cool. And, of course, uh, little Monty Williams from uh, down here. He used to coach at uh, the uh, the Pelicans. Oh, absolutely. Uh, man, if the Pelicans had the coaches yeah. and some of the players they've let go over the years, they could have a squad, couldn't they? No kidding. And I, I'm not real sure that they'll ever find a coach that's uh, – going to be happy by uh with with or the fan base will be happy with because i mean they, they just can't seem to win even with his eye in there yeah you know it, it takes patience look at the suns we are we're in 11 year drought here with rain and uh <laughs> wins for the suns but you know patience is a virtue and it's eventually rewarded hey i, I hear you're a cubbies fan right I am a huge Cubbies fan, yes. Uh, I never That's thought right. in my wildest dreams that I would live to see a World Series championship, and, and I'm okay with never seeing another one, I promise. Everybody says you're crazy. I said, no. I said, I said I'd give up, I'd give up the rest of my life not seeing one if I could just see one. And so now I would love to see them compete for another one, don't get me wrong, but I am very happy to see, uh, to see at least one in my lifetime. Well, you know, we're talking about the Pelicans where they got rid of the, you know, the uh, players that they had kept, the players they got rid of and kept Monty and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, what's, what a squad they have. But uh, same thing with the Cubs. I mean, you look, they broke up pretty much uh, what they had going for the uh, World Series, you know, with the Arietta go and they brought him back, but it's not. And, and uh, you know, of course, some of the guys, you know, the other pitchers were, were aged out a little bit. But, I mean, they kind of broke that thing up to some degree. Yeah, it's well, about to get really broken up. Banging uh, <laughs> shots for the Nats and uh, looking pretty good. But, you know, uh, hopefully they'll come back. But a lot of these things are because of the ownership and the front offices, you know. Yep. It's no accident. Uh, we lived with the Bidwells for, you know, 40 years. And you, you probably knew them when they were in St. Louis before they came out here. But, yeah, ownership. That's kind of, you know, hey, that's kind of where I'm going my coach's challenge. Yeah, what you got hey, for us I'm, tonight? I'm, uh, you ready to you ready to hear this out, uh, Brian? Absolutely. What do you got for us, Judge? Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, every Monday, I, uh, it's like my mental health uh, session here with uh, <laughs> nephew Josh. I get to stand in my soapbox and uh, and fire away, you know, with uh, some impunity, as they might say. But you know, I, looking at the NBA playoffs, I was talking about it before, but I haven't liked, you know, the way I've been on LeBron some and. Uh, you know, by the way, Champ still, uh, uh, I think he appreciates me still, even though he's a LeBron lover. And Josh and I have been kind of banging the drum on some of, you know, the uh, the antics and things, the way LeBron's uh, moving in different circles. But, uh, you know, uh, that being said, I'm, I'm making my coaches challenge on behalf of coaches, specifically NBA coaches of so-called super teams, okay? And my concept is this that uh, these coaches, I mean, look at Rick Carlisle. He waved the white flag. He saw it coming. Yep. Uh, you know, Luke is going to be, uh, you know, uh, calling the shots there for the next 10 years. And, uh, you know, they had, uh, you know, a lot of some hissy fits since they got bounced. They didn't even go fishing or on vacation. They all started, you know, in the front office, started throwing darts at each other. But, uh, you know, 
the coaches are the, are the ones that, that are caught in the middle. You know, like a kid in a divorce. That uh, you would think that, you know, they're paying general managers millions of dollars. And other than the exceptions like James Jones and the Suns, there's a few others. Uh, they're just messenger boys anymore. And, and the thing is that instead of being what an owner should be, which is a good executive, you make an executive decision, that means you hire your experts, whatever field you're in. And those experts are, you know, player personnel, presidents, or VPs, uh, general managers, and then let those guys earn their money. You brought them in for their expertise. But, no, the owner's going to go ahead and he's going to have Katie in his office and just, hey, I want Tyree. And then uh, they go, well, that sounds great. You know what I'm saying? I can imagine from a guy who doesn't know basketball that uh, you and Kyrie couldn't win every game on on that, you know, on the NBA, uh, you know, the games or whatever the videos are. Yeah, 2K, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys always win, so that'll work in real life. But So you have these superstars building your teams, a.k.a., you know, LeBron, who's kind of started the, the ball rolling here, the snowball with Miami, and he – hooked up with D-Wade, and they brought, they recruited Chris Bosh, and that worked for a couple, so it's been repeated since then. But uh, you know what? It, 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 what's been shown this year, and I was hoping for this, and I hate to hope, hope uh, pain on anybody, but I certainly wasn't rooting for the super teams, you know, uh, Brian. And I don't know. I, I never have rooted for the favorites. How about you? Oh, heavens no. Not, not the super teams, because you want to see somebody build a – uh, a, a program you want to see, or not a program, but a a, a, a team and a unit and be together. You don't want to see just a, a collection of the the superstars. That's what the All Star games are for. Not 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 the regular season. And that's not the real game. We see the real game when the playoffs come. The physicality, you know what I'm saying? The the, the doggedness and and the intensity that you love about basketball. You see that in every high school game you ever saw. I mean, it doesn't matter what the score is. High school boys are about 100 percent. You know, full throttle the entire time they're on the floor, and uh, they haven't learned how to change speed and direction yet. But that'll come. But no, you no. know, the thing is, uh, so you have the superstars calling the shots, manipulating their way in and out. Kyrie, I mean, excuse me, Kawhi. Uh, and I got two different categories of these superstars. I've got your uh, your fragile, and I've got your uh, high mile. Uh, superstar. So guys that are over 30, I equate them to a used car. They probably got 100, 150,000 miles on them. Now, they used to be uh, uh, top-of-the-line Mercedes-Benz, you know, when they're fresh off the line, you know, 0 to 60 and 4.8. You stop on a dime, and you know what? You're not going to break that car. But, hey, give me a 15-year-old Mercedes with 175,000. Yeah, it's still, you know, it was top of the line, but guess what? You take it out, you're probably going to break it. Yeah, oh, need- man, blue tranny, you know, oh, man, the brakes are smoked on this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I got leaky valves. You know, that's what you're looking at with basketball players. They got the miles. So what these owners are doing, they're buying into the public, the, the uh, you know, the social media like you're talking about. Uh, you know, they're, they're monitoring social media and making their decisions, trying to follow, you know, what they think the crowd is, is going to want and what they're going to, you know, going to go for so they all you say, oh wow, we got to we got to get the super teams, and then meanwhile they don't listen to their experts. Like look at like you said, the Suns the way they put it together here, and uh, so you got the the owners not doing the job right by their interfering, 
And by the way, Sarver, when he got out of the way, I hadn't heard his name the entire playoffs. Robert Sarver has been terrible. But he finally learned, get out of the way, hire great people, and, and let them do their job. And, uh, you know, wow, that's worked out. James hires Monty, Monty and then bring in Chris and all the others and stayed with Devin and uh, DeAndre. So great, great job all around for them. But, you know, the coaches are the ones that are suffering. I mean, with the minute they hired Vogel, it was like, oh, yeah, he's here till, till next year. They're going to bring in J.C. Kidd or uh, whoever they had on the bench, right? And uh, same thing uh, with the Nets. It, that was my point I wanted to make. At the end of the Nets game, uh, like you said, Kyrie sitting nowhere. He couldn't play. You know, uh, he's fragile. He's on the fragile list. And uh, so he sat over there and is like seconds left in the game. I think it's where Katie took this ISO with 10 seconds left. No screens, nothing. And he's sitting over there talking to Kyrie. And meanwhile, Nash has got a huddle going. And Durant's over there by the exercise bike talking to Kyrie. Like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm going, wow. Where's the where's the coach in this equation? So you know, uh, coaches are second thought. The, the players, you know, they they were going to drop the play, call the play, and so I just think it's a bit of the tail wagging the dog, and the coaches are really caught in the middle. They get blamed if they lose, and you know, uh, and finally, uh, you know, hero <laughs> ball uh, d- doesn't seem to work. I think most heroes, you know, they need a cape, uh, but you know, this superstar turned uh, super tanker when they're taking games and now they're a super fail. So that's my coach's challenge, throwing the flag on, on really on the owners for allowing this, you know, superstar, super team thing to really blow up. So I'm glad they're out. Excellent segment, Judge. we got to take a break. We'll come back with continuing coverage here on Upon Further Review. Josh Norman on WJQS The Fan. Back inside the Garner Dental Group Studios, a collection of 20-plus dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening is available for new hygiene patients. You can visit them online, lakegarnerdentalgroup.com, or call them at 601-271-8710. That's 601-271-8710 to find out where one of their five metro area locations are nearest you or any of their locations across the state. Most insurance, Medicare, and care credit are accepted, so get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. And, of course, our Blue Cross Blue Shield caller line, 601-366-1180. That's 601-366-1180. Live healthy, live blue at bcbsms.com. And our good friend Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com to find out more about what Jerry can do for you. Quick stat before we get back to the judge. Will Bednar and Jack Leiter pitched against each other on April the 24th. That was last night's Mississippi State starter and tonight's Vanderbilt starter. They combined to allow five earned runs on nine hits with 16 strikeouts in 10 innings. Now, Bednar... Last night and lighter tonight through 12 combined innings in the College World Series have combined to give up one run, two hits, and struck out 27 batters. Oh, how different a game can make. That's, uh, you know, just fun stats there. My friend Nick Suss there with Claire and Ledger coming up with that, uh, that little nugget. Before we end tonight's show, we need to 
check back in with a judge who's got a little good call, bad call. You know, uh, before I jump in there uh, to that, Brian, I was going to add, you know, uh, finishing up, and I know I got on my soapbox about that, but, uh, you know, Josh told me that he uh, tweeted out, his, he had a tweet of the day today where he uh, he was hitting on Kyrie, and, and the, uh, the difference in the NBA between the, uh, the late 80s and, uh, and now the terms of the, uh, the toughness of the players and the, the grid, and they're not, you know, they're not tanking and sandbagging and loading game management and all that manipulating stuff. But so he was uh, comparing and contrasting Kyrie with his ankle sprain, and then he referred back to the Isaiah Thomas, uh, the game where he rolled out there on a severely sprained uh, ankle and played, I think it was game seven of the, of the finals, uh, and uh, so anyway, he said it blew up when he said that out today. Uh, he called Kyrie. Actually, he gave him a couple of hashtags. Uh, and actually, I threw out the hashtag Mr. Glass. But anyway, <laughs> people want to check out his uh, tweet of the, his tweet line on Twitter. Uh, do so if you'd like to get in on that. But, hey, I, I, again, I threw out the Mr. Glass. And you can throw out a few others. AD is on my Mr. Glass team. Uh, Christophs, Porzingis, Wow. He's first team, all glass. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, Blake Griffin, you know, Blake and glass anymore, broken glass. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? And those are the guys that have, uh, are still circulating on the, uh, on the superstar team. So, uh, anyway, just finishing up. But, yeah, Josh said it did blow up. A lot of people got in on that. And most of them are agreeing that, you know, games like Isaiah, I remember when he got stitched uh, – up after Carl Malone opened him up with an elbow and he came right back out the next game. And he was a little man in a big man's game and what a warrior he was. But, yeah, it's a different world today. They're working about uh, brand management, load management, game management, and, uh, you know, income management. But, hey, you know, I, I'm going to shift gears. I know we're running out of time. Uh, got a couple of quick calls. I was always contemplating on this one or that one. Uh a couple of my, my uh, candidates were, uh, one was the Supreme Court uh, call on uh, amateur athleticism in, in the NCAA, and they're going to blow that up, uh, Brian. I know that'll be a, one for another day. But getting more to the topic of the day, my good call of the week has to go, I'm keeping it in home. I love to talk Arizona, but Mississippi also. How about the Bulldogs coach, uh, Chris Lamonis, and that call the other night, how you pull out? Will Bedner throwing a, what what would it be on a one hitter or four hitter struck out fifteen out of eighteen and you're taking him out and and and, and, and after he threw a strike I too I didn't see that did you see that when it happened yeah he threw a strike and then he pulled he was trying to pull him out before he pitched the the the, the strike but Bednar was I think was trying to sneak it in there knowing he was coming out because he was already oh, at about one hundred and fifteen pitches he was needing his his uh, effectiveness if you will and so I think sure. he was just trying to. To, to get it to the bullpen and, and what Landon Sims has done over the course of the last couple of weeks. It's not a, I don't think it's a terrible call, but yeah, I mean, let's see, see if you can go one more maybe because you got a two nothing lead. You know, I'm saying it was a gutsy call to, pick, to take out a guy who's on a historic pace, but you know what? You got to look at the rest of the series. Like you said, setting up his pitching, he's going to have Bedner in better shape in four days or so, you know, and, uh, and then you got a stud like Sims, but still, You'd have to think there's got to be some people go, hey, what's Coach doing here? Well, I was second-guessers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, pulling out this guy on a historic night. 
and and then it worked out in that, like you said, uh, Mississippi fashion, right? It, it had turned it into a nail biter, but it was oh, a yeah. great call by Coach Limonis, and uh, good luck to the Bulldogs. No doubt, uh, moving through the series, absolutely great stuff. Oh, I also uh, caught a little note. I was reading up some of the Clarion Ledger there, and uh, pitching coach Foxhall was talking with uh, Bender before the game, and he said, "Yeah, that wind's blowing across out the right, you know." And they said, uh, "Yeah, how do I how do I pitch?" He said, "Best thing is just strike them out. <laughs> Best thing is to strike them out." And so, uh, good advice. Uh, Bender said, "That's what I did," and so great stuff. He did that for hey, sure. Hey, listen, uh, finishing up. I know we're probably tight on time, but. Hey, did you catch the uh, the video, if you did, on uh, the uh, practice rounds at the Open this week? Uh, did you catch any of that, or did you catch it at Center? There was this, this spot they, they caught where uh, DeChambeau was on the practice tees. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. So a fan is watching uh, DeChambeau, a lot of people are watching him bang him on the tee. It's a show. And uh, one of the fans, he had a group, one of the fans uh, yelled as soon as he uh, – Takes his big swing. I, I guess mistakenly yells, goes, attaboy, uh, Brooksy. No. Really loud. And DeChambeau turns around, you know what I'm saying? He's visibly oh, yeah. twerked. He, he turns around and he looks around in the crowd. He goes, whoever said that, get him to bleep out of here. Yeah, he doesn't and like going, wow. He doesn't that like Kepka very some, much. Some little uh, rivalry they got going there. The only thing that would have made the U.S. Open even better, Judge, would have been if Brooks, Kepka, and Bryson DeChambeau had been forced into a playoff because it would have been 18 holes of fantastic golf today that we would have been privileged to see. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, they'd have had that mic'd up totally, <laughs> wouldn't they? It had been a pay-per-view and, event. And uh, ample security on both sides. I'm, you know, that could turn into some UFC or Yes, something there. no doubt. Man, it has been a privilege to get to talk to you for the first time, and uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy that dry heat of uh, 108 or whatever it is now out there in uh, Phoenix uh, today. And It's a cool day, my friend. We won't even go there. <laughs> Record 115 six days in a row. So oh, man. Well, that'll keep everybody from coming out here so we enjoy our eight months of, of uh, great weather. So, well, Judge, uh, enjoy your evening, my friend, and enjoy your sports night. Thank you so much. That is the judge, and that does it for another edition of Upon Further Review. Big thanks to Bill Wilson running the controls tonight and also to Josh Dorman for inviting me in the studios here at WJQS. Hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I enjoyed being here. And Josh Dorman will be back in the air chair next week. Hope you enjoyed Upon Further Review.